listening to The Charged Hogwarts. Listening to the Chart Talk First Music Loving Podcast, Music Loving People. It's Evan Soddy. It is Tara O'Reilly. It is special <laughs> guest Sam Thomas. Follow her on the socials at ham underscore Sam underscore Witch. You got it. I did finally. <laughs> Goddamn last. Y'all, we ranked the entire discography of Killer Mike, LP, and Run the Jewels. It's kind of amazing, and it's also perfectly fitting for our Season 5 finale. So, y'all, I just want to go ahead and dive into it. It's a happier minute, so we talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about in relation to these wonderful artists. But let's do the thing we do in front of every happy hour mini so, which is, y'all, maybe we should do it for each. But I was about to say, I think... What's the worst song from Killer Mike? What's the worst song from LP? And what's the worst song from oh, Run well, the let's, Jewels? Let's take it one at a time. So... Yeah. Killer Mike. Animal. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, I think we all agree. It's a good, it's, a, I also, uh, like, Killers off of Grind One, uh, uh that beat is, like, atonal and awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sags and Flags I think, is I, really I Pokemon animal. Yellow, Spider-Man Red. I think Animal is just the most annoying. It ruins like, what is I'll, a great I, album. I'm fine with atonal, but I'm not okay with jungle noises <laughs> as the beat as the beat like yeah. give me a beat it yeah. can be boring but yeah. don't give me lion tigers and bears away lp this is hard that's hard because i, I feel like yeah. the songs that i don't like from lp just don't work for me they're not like bad songs right yeah can we take high water out of the running yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah, not, yeah we're not talking, we're not about, talking about instrumentals only stuff honestly i don't like dead disney Fair. Fair. That gets annoying to me. Yeah, I understand. Um, The Dead Disney. Speaking of atonal, speaking of atonal, the title track of Fantastic Damage. I mean, yeah, it's just like a very dramatic intro. It's right. I, I just, I don't, I don't, but it's also, it's, it's a very dramatic intro, but it, isn't it like four minutes long or something like yeah. that? And it's just, it goes all over the place. There's not a ton of rapping to my no. recollection. Yeah, but there there is some. But it yeah. and yeah, it just feels disjointed. And I feel like the thing is though, to what we just said, I still wouldn't cut it. I don't even think I'd change it. I think it's a it's a nice intro to the album. I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, I get that. But what would you say for RTJ? That's harder for me personally. I, I it, it, honestly, and I hate to say this, but it might be ooh la la. That's how much I don't don't like it. Really. I, again, I hate to say it, but for me, it's Boomier. I don't. <laughs> not, not only do I not do I not like the Danny Brown. I don't even really like the beat on Boomier. Like I don't I really do. like. I love that beat. I could not. I could not feel more different. I love that song. Um, I think. Oh man, I want to say the ground below. Oh wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I just. I don't. It's not. Now this again. This is like choosing the worst thing at like my favorite restaurant. Or something. Mm-hmm. Like I love Run the Jewels. I just think that the I forget about the ground below yeah. Yeah. in a way that I don't forget about any of these. All so, the rest of them, I see the name and I hear the song. Yeah, where it's like ground below the ground below. It's like oh oh yeah, is that one right? Is yeah. that one? Well, and I think part of that might be we listened. One of the behind the scenes secrets we learned was that they had a whole different sample set up for ground below oh. from like a very famous rock artist. 
and they were in discussions to make it happen. Everything seemed like it was going well. And then that artist, who will not be named according to them, pulled out. Oh. And they had to retool the song with a different guitar line, which well, I think they recorded themselves. Sense. But so that then it just changed... It changes it. the DNA of the song yeah. to have yeah. a different sample. Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating behind the scenes Fun story fact. there. Yeah. So all I'm saying though, because there's a lot to talk about, but let me just say first, picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. Uh, their fucking uh, DJ Shadow uh, Don't Speak was uh, it, one of the best outside of the discography collabs. Another fun fact. <laughs> Give it to me. Um, L didn't really like it. I didn't know that. He doesn't like the horns. He doesn't like how they're produced. He would have replaced them with something else entirely. But he is friends with Shadow and was was like, this is outside of what, this isn't the choice yes. that I would make that doesn't make it wrong. But it's a collaboration. So, so he didn't, like, let's collaborate. So he didn't even <laughs> express that to DJ Shadow. Yeah. He just told Mike and then like admitted it later. I don't like the horns, Mike. Um, <laughs> um, don't but then, tell him. But then... Now he's like, but you can't argue with the response. It blew up. It's one of their most popular songs. Yeah, yeah. it's super blew up. But also, uh, it's so funny because on that uh, tour DVD I had of Definitive Jacks back in the day, Revenge of the Robots, because uh, it's the whole like, bunch of acts together touring, you know, making money as a collective. And on the bus, like anytime RJD2 would get on, uh, L would say, You shadow yet? He was the biggest DJ Shadow. You fucking with Shadow, huh? <laughs> like, we just give him a hard time over that, which I thought was just fantastic. Because I actually got into RJD2 because of, like, oh, he's kind of like DJ Shadow, but it's a little bit more accessible. His debut album, Dead Ringer, was fantastic. And, of course, RJD2 later went on to do the theme song from Mad Men, which was an instrumental he already did for another rap artist that they just happened to pluck for the theme song uh, for TV that show. show. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the thing is that, like, we are excited. There's so much other things to talk about, but the biggest thing is that Sam Thomas is in the room right now. And Hi. fun fact about Sam Thomas, she's not only an RTJ super fan, I love she has seen them live in concert four different times. I wish once for each album, but yeah. we're working on that. <laughs> so it was three times Thanks for RTJ3. Yeah, yeah, I saw RTJ3 sort of that set, that run where they were on tour a lot three times, and then I saw RTJ2. So you went. You saw them at Lala for RTJ3. I did. I've yeah. seen them independently. I see. I saw them at Riot Fest. I saw them at... Oh, shit. What's the radio station? There's a radio station here in Chicago that puts on a thing where it's like five or six people around Christmas time. And, and I Jingle Balls. Oh, the Jingle Balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw yeah, them yeah. At, for that. And, yeah. It's like the alt-rock Rock station. the Bells. Yeah. yeah. They, it was them and, like, Queens of the Stone Age... Think. I feel like Queens of the Stone Age play that every single year. Yeah. They kind of do. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> the and then in next May, in May 22, I'm going to see them for the fifth time with Rage Against the Machine. Uh, yeah. be more excited for it. Which is just absolutely perfect. But see, you said seeing them live is like a fucking... Uh, it's like being in a cult. Yeah. But like in a super great way. Yeah. <laughs> a cult that you want to be a part of. I yes, mean, I can I just imagine being in that crowd. It's super, it's, it's a great crowd. Everyone's there for a singular region, reason and that's, you know, I mean, it's warranty plus for fucking shit up. Yeah. Like, everybody's there to, like, have a good motherfucking time. I've never had, I've never come across, like, an asshole at an RTJ show. 
everyone's just cool and like very jewel runner. Yeah. And like very hype. Yeah. And I love that they're I love the way they put their sets together. I love that I they still fucking play sea legs. They've played sea legs at every show I've ever seen of theirs. That's and, awesome. Yeah. I just love them a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, worst RTJ songs, uh, I gotta be fully honest. Get out of here, baby. Uh, off of the off of the Baby Driver soundtrack. I don't think baby. is is one of. The, I mean, I do love it's, the way that Elsa. I don't like it either. It's fantastic. I don't like it either. We say baby a ton in yeah. the house just because the way he delivers that is the so plosive. On, yeah. yeah. Baby. You can almost see his face when, I, like, you get in your mind's eye see what his face looks like yeah. when he says that. I think there was also a song they put out. I think it was for like a FIFA game. It's called Yes, Demeanor. Yes, 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 yes. I fucked no, with that one. It was for it was for that like driving was game it? that took like two years to come out, and then everyone was pissed because it was bad. No, I think you're. Are you thinking about Cyberpunk 2077? Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, no, they put point. out a song for that. They did, yeah. and that one wasn't as good. It wasn't. No, yeah. no, I'm talking about this one was from like 2018 or something. Yes, yeah, it was either yes. it was either FIFA or Madden or it something was a like that. Game. It was a sports game, but it was it's I know that track. Is uh, awesome. Me demeanor is me. Yeah, yeah, it's solid. It's yeah, solid. unlike and what was the, the cyberpunk one called? It was no save point. Yes, I listened it's to it like so two times. Not and I was like, great. I'm not great. No. The, the, the video is by like, Mike Diva, and he's fantastic. But even that, it's not. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't for you guys either. I felt alone. No, yeah. I think, I think, I think truly because they they clearly made that song for the game, and like Mike has a lyric about like Keanu Reeves uh-huh. and like shit like that, and so. I think actually this this loops back around to one of my favorite stories from uh, what had happened was which which is where Elle was talking about they knew part of the reason they had an instant connection was like in their first session together Elle put on the beat for Big Beast and Mike immediately just started pacing up just started pacing and came up with the whole verse in his head and that's what he does for the vast majority of their collaborations Elle just puts the beat on or starts ma- building the beat and Mike is just already of it. is yeah. just already writing he doesn't even have to get out a pen and paper and L knows He's so special L knows that the beat isn't good enough when Mike actually has to like get out a pen and paper and write think. the lyrics yeah. and actually have to think about what yeah. the lyrics are yeah and I think that so they just weren't inspired yeah. by like of course they took the gig it's a perfect gig for them dystopian make money it's all yeah make money get your bag absolutely do don't fuck hoes but I I, th- I do also think their heart probably wasn't in it because it, was, uh-huh. it wasn't like a b-side that they gave to it was a paycheck it was a paycheck <laughs> they, you know it was it was the cyberpunk song yeah and so I think that then was unfortunately reflected a little bit in the end result we got yeah yeah. I feel... Which I don't begrudge them at all. You know. Like, yeah. I don't... Of, of course... A bad a bad I RTJ think, song is like an okay song, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite off-album, like, one-off thing that exists for them is the remix of Ooh La La, which you hate, mm-hmm. but with the Mexican Institute of Sound. Right. You haven't heard I haven't it. heard it. Have I know, I know it? the Mexican Institute of Sound. I love them. Okay, They're after fantastic. our recording, we are listening we, yeah, to no, the, so that Ooh La La because it, I think it might change your mind about Ooh La La because I don't mind Ooh La La on the, on the album. I think it's fun. I think it's goofy. I think it's like sort of reminiscent of RTJ1 and its playfulness. Sure. 
the Mexican Institute of Sound one is a certified fucking banger to me. I love it. Like, I can't, it's the kind of shit that I put on and, like, you can't not dance. Like, mm, you have mm, to wiggle mm. when you listen to that ooh-la-la. Even if you're not a dancer, so to speak, you gotta wiggle. Oh, yeah. my God. We didn't even, by the way, we didn't even talk about my favorite chorus in the entire of the discographies here, which is off of I'll Sleep When You're Dead. Uh, it's a song with uh, L- uh, Aesop Rock. Find those detonators, but more importantly, it's the na 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 Like I'm just like that. That has been stuck in my head all fucking week. It's been so goddamn good. The thing that's been stuck in my head the most, and it's so funny. It's off of Rap Is Dead, where he's just like, "I'm killing Mike." I'm killing Mike. I'm killing Mike. And I've just been like, I've just been like, she has that. Right? You've heard me say that. The random piece that gets stuck in my head all the time is fucking smithereens off all slipping your head. And like, if my pets are unruly or something, I'm just like, snap crying. Like, I can't. (laughs) Like, it's that specific, like, Great. It doesn't leave my head. Yeah. I love that. Sometimes I have to skip smithereens because I'm like, I can't have that day where that is in my where head all day. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I love that song. Yeah. And that actually, I but. love that song too, but it, it actually, it took me getting used to the crying. Like I had to grow to appreciate that because there's, there's also so many other great things happening yeah. in that song. Yeah. Al's work is so fucking dense. It is now, good. The crazy thing about hearing the podcast is a guy who was a big fan of Definitive Chucks. I'm like, yeah, the label just kind of ended. I don't know what happened, and I and I found out that it was a twofold thing. One, one of the rappers on the label who I never really connected with until he was Camu Tao, uh, just died after a battle with a disease that mm-hmm. just like just suddenly and just well, isn't it? What isn't it? Cancer? Yeah, that's yeah. who cancer for cure is for. Yeah. yeah. And, like, just, like, it just devastated him. But then also, he was at the point where, like, around the time, 2006, 2008, 2009, that's around the time when uh, the physical sales of, like, product just started falling off. But iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff hadn't really picked up yet, so it was just kind of a weird dead zone for the industry Mm -hmm. and for a smaller label like that. As she said, kind of a death knell for it, a smaller label. It was kind of crazy yeah. too to hear L just talk kind of candidly about his finances. How like it, you know his heart wasn't in it anymore, but he like had about a hundred k like on hand that he never really used. He never really paid himself. He just kind of put it all towards creating art. That's just what he did. He's, he doesn't really strike me as a flashy guy that has you know mansions and shit. Like he's yeah. just you know he's just L. Uh, but the thing is that he uh, would always like anytime the label runs like a legal issue or a huge hurdle or whatnot, he would just put some money in to solve it and when they got paid up he would pay himself back and he said he had to do that like two or three times but like the third time he never got, he the got money paid back, back. right yeah. and the thing is that like he also had this deal because for the longest time if you look at any of the spotify numbers lp is so low because his stuff showed up on spotify in the last year because the way definitive jux was structured it was a 50 50 deal and artists got to keep their masters so when the label splintered he's like yeah i'll take your masters and go so people would, like, re-release them on their own imprints or other things like that. Like, any sort of royalties there or things you would see on the right. label. So this this thing that he ran for years, he now gets no none of Nothing. the royalties from. Yeah. because which it's is for the it's, artists. It's really like, it's, per, it's amazing for the artists. Yeah. They totally. should have their masters. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but he, he was, was left in that linear. He was left 
you know. And yeah. he was saying that at his most destitute times, like Fat Possum Records, originally a blues label, would like give him some money for like a remix here or there. And also Jason DeMarco at Adult Swim, like some of those bumps that show up on Adult Swim, those instrumental tracks with the text wow. on the screen. Yeah. He did that. He's like, dude, I can give you like 1K a beat if you want to give that to me. And that kind of kept them afloat mm-hmm. for a little bit too. And then, of course, that's how the immortal connection between him and uh, Killer Mike happened. So just wild the rest times. Is history. I know. Yeah. And it's also- I think that's another crazy thing to talk about that is like a little underrepresented is that like these are getting put out on Adult Swim's label. Yeah. yeah. Like that's such a wild, a sentence I never thought would happen is that like Adult Swim has like a really prominent, successful recording well, artist. It's, well, it's because of DeMarco. He's like, he's a, he's a music fan. Like right. across genres, yeah. like RTJ is not the only sort of oh, not at all musical yeah. artist that he's Metalocalypse. Yes, <laughs> he's like a super fan of everything, every genre, and so I, I mean, knowing that, it kind of makes sense that I mean, what is he like the number two at Adult Swim? He's pretty high up. Yeah, yeah. He's very so high like, up. I mean, when I that... interviewed Jason DeMarco a couple <laughs> years ago, I thought it went pretty well. He seemed like a great. It was before uh... you were verified on Twitter, though. So yeah, it was also so before Pitchfork did, did it. Count. Yeah, let's just I, 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 off night. <laughs> No, I'm not even kidding. I did a fucking Jason DeMarco interview like literally one year before Pitchfork jumped on my dick about that. And now all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, I do the 50 greatest music videos of all time and then Rolling Stone runs their 100 greatest and rip off some of my screenshots. Fuck you. This is the problems of being a verified on Twitter person. I, I gotta be honest. L and Those Mike sharks, know what I'm talking about. The sharks about. are swimming around you in circles. I know. How, <laughs> how dare they? I will say, the one this thing... Is like, this is like... Our friend Dave bought his dad, like, one of those, like, little squares of land in Ireland where you can be, like, a lord because you own land in this area. And so he was, like, insufferable about it. This is, like, the equivalent. Evan getting verified on Twitter is one of the worst (laughs) things that's happened to me. (laughs) As a person. But the thing is that Personally. you you are still my my wonderful lover and friend and just incredible yeah, husband. Amazing. But I will say I like I like kind of also in terms of great uh, male friendships as well. I also oh. think about uh, L and Killer Mike too because I want I don't want to forget. First off, one thing is that obviously Killer Mike's advocacy and also his un flinching support of Bernie Sanders during the yeah. presidential campaigns of 2016 and 2020 was incredible to the point where Bernie Sanders recorded their Coachella opening, which, by yeah. the way, was fucking fantastic. Uh, you know, like, you know, getting to know Killer Mike was one of my great pleasures. Uh, LP, we need to become better friends. Let's make a point so of that. Cute. You know, like, just like, <laughs> incredible. But also, I also remember, I think it was around 2018, 2019, when NRA ran a interview with uh, Killer Mike after a school shooting, in which he seemed to be promoting gun advocacy. And Killer Mike absolutely is pro-gun, you know, like sure. responsible Pro gun Second ownership. Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, which is a little bit out of step, and a lot of people, and he didn't like how NRA TV fucked him no. over like that. Right in an interview after a sh- school shooting when innocent people were fucking shot, super shady shit. And a lot yeah. of people were like, L, you still standing by this guy right here? And he was like, you know what? You know, Mike and I have different things and a lot of things, but he's still my brother, and I still, you know, I still run with him. I still stand by him, and I love that about their relationship. Oh, they just unabashedly, wholesomely, no punches pulled, love the fuck out of each other. Yeah, and I think that that's part of what makes me love them so much. Completely. Like I love how 
Uh, like they have song, they have a song called "Do Dope Fuck Hoes," but they're like the opposite of toxic masculinity, yeah. and how they are so vulnerable and unabashedly affectionate with their words and deeds towards each other. It's just like I love that, and I love how I love how they are so. They're both so fully confident individually that if anybody has shit to say about them saying loving, affectionate, wonderful things about each other, they can eat a bag of dicks. They can yeah. run backwards through a field of dicks. Yeah. I also love, so I was listening to Al talk about love again. And yeah. Al, so they put, so he made this beat. Yeah. He made this beat and then Mike wrote this verse. Yeah, he that did. Was just, <laughs> that was just filthy. And, and it's, a, but it's, it's about being in love. Yes. It's not just, it's not just fucking. It's not just, uh, you can be profanity. in love and have it's it's like your dick in her mouth all exactly, day. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so then, and so then, L had to follow that verse up with a verse of his own. And so then, but then they were thinking about it, and they were like, they had this. I think it was a sample that LL Cool J also sampled, or something like that. That's where it was like circle. where it was actually a guy screaming like dick in her mouth all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so that was the original, I think it was like a punk band. Yeah, and so like that was the original bucks. sample. And then they were like, okay, Wait, hold on, well, hold on. Upon the ricks. Like, <laughs> like, if you listen to the lyrics, this song is very clearly not misogynist. No. But if we put that as our hook, that's what people are going to hear. And they're going to assume that the intention of this song mm-hmm. is that. So that's when they re-recorded it as themselves delivering that hook and got Gangsta Boo. And Gangsta Boo. And got Gangsta Boo to come in and give the female side of it Clinton in his mouth all day Uh and make it just about, like, everybody. It's just sex positive. Fuck who you love. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that they, they put that much thought into all of the decisions they make. Yeah. And similarly, Elle was talking about Sometimes Mike goes in and records a verse and Elle's like, sir, think about, (laughs) sir, like just, I just want you (laughs) to just think about what you're saying right now and make sure that that is a message you want put out in the world. And like there, he said there have been things where Mike's like, you know what? You're right. This is a little too real. Mm. And they've rolled it back, which thinking about some of the lyrics that they've actually have out, yeah. you're you, like, it makes you wonder where did they what did the they right exactly where, which songs where <laughs> exactly. I want to know I want to see what is on the cutting room floor exactly. I want to hear what's on the cutting room floor yeah. yeah I also think that um, we're kind of neglecting kind of two of their other uh, great works that they have which is of course yeah. the Halloween Wiggle oh and uh, Jingle Jingle Christmas Party on the Colbert Report or in the show with Colbert. I just also, real quick, on Jingle Jingle Christmas Party, I had to pull it up because I think one of Killer Mike's greatest lyrics of all time, talking about Sam. <laughs> Santa's my bitch, creepy cracker-ass witch, quit spying on the kids, you perv, eat shit. Like, just, just literally. Wait, <laughs> speaking of Killer Mike and Christmas. Wait, is that the one where LP talks about eating ass, or is that the Halloween one? I think that's one? the Halloween one. Halloween one. Yeah. No, Hershey Hole. Yeah. yeah, your Hershey yeah, yeah, Hole. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching those. You can tell. Like, they're not good but they're amazing because they're just so gay and you can tell how much fun they're having (laughs) right yeah exactly yeah that's speaking of killer mike and christmas though (laughs) one of my favorite things in all of run the jewels dumb is killer mike in a fucking ebenezer scrooge Scrooge wig wig. in the christmas fucking miracle 
video. That was definitely another video where it was like, okay, that this made this song click for me. In a way that it hadn't quite Posing before. for the Christmas cards. Yes, the like awkward they, 80s Didn't they have a Christmas bunch of merch with shoot? that stuff too for a while? I'm sure they did. Yeah. I think they did, where you could buy the Christmas card, basically. <laughs> Any pussy Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident they had Christmas fucking yeah. miracle merch. But you also just brought up the amazing point too. Of you know, the jewels. Oh my god. Which start and again to hear L describe it how he was basically like, yo, like I was doing this, you know, like they were doing a Kickstarter campaign or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Oh, well it was for it was right out it oh it was that, money I think for the the, the donation came after the fact. Yeah. Oh, so I the, didn't know I think, that. I think it was just like a merch Kickstarter. Yeah. It was like if you put in this money, then we'll be able to make this merch for you to some of you will be able to buy it. And but, then they ended up giving it. all the money away. Yeah. Well, well he talked about how, like, he was doing the write-up for all these things. If you contribute $100, you get to this level or whatever. Uh-huh. He was just like, you get a hat and a t-shirt, and it's like, this shit's so fucking boring. And so then he just started, you he know, because they high. were high, yeah. like they always are. So yeah. then he started writing joke ones at the bottom. We'll go to your town and solve mysteries in a van. And so one of the stretch goals was Meow the Jewels. Jewels. And it was a joke. And he everyone meant it wanted as a joke. it. Yeah. But it was <laughs> at the $40,000 level. And somebody did it. And, and so then... This kid. Like... Like started a fan campaign I to like raise the money, now, yeah. and and the and then there was a Kickstarter the for the was, Kickstarter, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Run the Jewels was like, guys, that was a joke. We're not gonna make an entire album with cat noises. But then the money started pouring in, and they were like, oh, oh we gotta make an album okay. with cat noises. And so then that's part of they decided to donate all of that money, mm-hmm. and then L made uh, Meow Pretty the Jeopardy uh-huh. remix with all cat noises and was like, that was so fucking uh-huh. hard. I'm not doing the rest of this album. And that's when he recruited all of the other, other people. people to come in and like do Like Just Blaze and like real and Zola shit. Jesus. Yeah. And like, honestly, the Just Blaze one is good. It's good. <laughs> I like Mail the I listen to Mail the Jewels unironically. <laughs> I think it's fun. Oh, but when I showed it in the Mealperty video, Unacceptable. <laughs> As a lover of cats. No, no, and that I I love Syriac, the artist who made that video. Yeah. If that, you've ever uh, seen, if you've ever seen the like weird stretching and mutating uh-huh. like sheep and cow videos uh-huh. from uh, over a decade ago, I feel like. That's where he started. He also did that episode for Bonobo, or that, that video, video for, for Bonobo. Bonobo yeah. It was yeah. incredible. For, for serious, yeah. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's definitely, he has a reputation for a reason. But that... I'm glad they chose him. The Warlock of Nightmares, Syriac, <laughs> graced us with his magnum opus, Meow Birdie. It was truly terrifying. <laughs> don't watch it before. Not me. okay. Yeah. It's, don't. Don't watch it before. Taryn the whole time was just like, no! Watch it at noon sober. I yeah. mean, even just the first time one of the eyeballs showed up, the, the, it, it was a cat eyeball, but it was already edited, and I was like, nope, nope, I'm out. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Any thoughts, ideas, other other Run the Jewel stories? Well, uh, what? Oh. Sorry. No, if you have ahead. something. I was just going to say, there are so many Killer Mike guest verses yes. that we can talk about because he has been on some amazing He's tracks. He's been around. He's been around. Like did the you, whole how world. did you guys find no, out about Killer one. Mike? I, I definitely... Like, did you find out from him? Because we talked about a little very briefly in the Mike episode how I found him was a feature. Mm-hmm. Did you guys find him from a feature? Oh, the whole world was how I first heard about him, but then... Okay, but, didn't he win a Grammy for 
<laughs> going to Grammy for it. Oh not not the really best fucking song. I know. Why did you go to Grammy? But also, uh, but then he was on Flip Flop Rock off of uh, Speaker Box Love Below by Outkast. Yeah, which is, what's that one? He was on a so Jay Z song and like stole the fucking show. Poppin' Tags. Poppin' Tags. He stole that song. That was, yeah. He stole it. Yeah. It's his. He it's not a Jay Z song. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's. And he opens uh, Snappin' and Trappin'. Like, it's mm-hmm. literally song starts, Mike, Mike is rapping. Yeah. Like, yeah. Such a strong intro. Well, and to I the think world. that's. I mean, he's been buzzed with Big Boy. You know, that whole time, and I think that that was truly like part of why he got an immediate reputation, and also um, why Big Boy knew that he could put them there was just because he was such a strong MC. He was like, yeah. I know that this is going to make a splash if we supremely confident come out the game with this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also, a little fun fact, but um, I'll be on it all night and I'll be on, on it, it all, all day, day, straight up, if you want me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that song. What? Until this week. I I'm don't... sure you heard it in Maybe. your adolescence. <laughs> but like Kryptonite by the Purple Ribbon All Stars. Yeah. It came out in 2005, which is like right before I started paying attention. So like I truly could have missed it. And goddamn, it's so fucking. <laughs> he has the best verse on Kill Jill too. Big boy song. Oh my god! The yeah. best vo- verse on that song. On that very odd Kills song, it. yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! What's the? Uh, oh my god! The LP song that samples Kill Bill, the actual movie itself. Uh, oh what? Uh, what? It's it's off of I'll Sleep When You're Dead. Oh my God! Is it? I can't remember. The but music from Kill No, it say samples Lucy Liu saying, you oh. know, if anyone has any any uh, grievances against me, now's the oh, fucking time. time. Yeah, it just uses it over oh. and over. Oh, it's so good. I can't remember. I don't that know. wasn't in one either. of on a song we did this week, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh God! There was so much music. We listened to twelve albums nonstop this month. (laughs) Yeah, and it was fantastic. I'll be honest; it was a great Uh, journey. What Sam for you? What was the biggest surprise this week? And going because I know you already knew these discographies pretty well, but was there anything that was surprising to you? Uh, so I knew LP's discography the least. Uh I was surprised at how much I liked High Water. I mean, I still ranked at number four. Same. Yeah. But I was surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah. Um, I think that it's going to be like a regular listener if I'm in a mood, like you said. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a mood, it feels like a very specific mood. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm happy that it's in the rotation now. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm glad we covered it. Yeah, I'm very happy it was included. I mean, I was not super familiar with either LP or Killer Mike's solo work. So, I mean, there's so many takeaways yeah. from all of those records. I'm sure you're right. Rick Flair. Um, okay, uh, we didn't talk about Rick Flair. <laughs> we did. We, no, but like, we didn't talk about Rick Flair. <laughs> 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 That's what for. Rick Flair is such a good fucking song. Okay, one. Who who gives a fuck about a chorus? We're just gonna sample the greatest wrestler. Yeah. Like, there's, it's just him... Just his immaculate verses, a strong horn section, which gets me raring to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also a wrestling fan. Like, I'm a fan of Ric Flair. I bought the Adidas shoes. Oh, my I, God. I, I'm a huge fan of, of him and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Have been since my childhood. Uh, it's something that 
is like a kindred thing with with Killer Mike. He raps about Ric Flair all the time, like in yeah. his other uh, work. But when that when Pledge Three came out, and I first heard Ric Flair, and the oh my gosh, to make like, it out the ice cold streets of the city. Yes, yeah. and every time it's so good, and it makes me feel so good every time I hear it. And I remember the first time when I heard it, like it, you get you get the Ric Flair sample, you get a, a great verse, and then there's more Ric Flair sample, and it keeps going. And I'm like, we're just not gonna get a hook like the horns the hook totally yeah. yes it's the, just mike beat, and rick and like that hook. couldn't make me happier like what a yeah. what a especially for the year that it came out like the aughts for rap it was vi- it started to get way more commercial in the going from the 90s into the aughts of hip-hop it started everyone white kids started listening to rap mm-hmm. and like it was getting more radio play popular radio yeah and like everyone you gotta have a hook you gotta have a hook like somebody singing, somebody. There's a hook. There's got to be a hook. And he was like, Nah, I'm just gonna sample Ric Flair. Fuck it, he's the greatest. Woo! Like, yeah. 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 Where Mike is kind of recreating all the classic Renaissance. Yes! Paintings. Oh my gosh! Yes! yes. It's so good! Oh god, I forgot about that. Who yeah. directed that? I don't know. I need to get better about looking up who directs music videos that are cool as fuck. Yeah. Because I feel like there's people I'm missing out on. And also, um, oh my god, the um, LP song. Oh, Up All Night! Up All Night, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That chorus? I mean, that chorus. Yeah. I might have been born what? yesterday, sir, but I stayed up all night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. And, and the beat of that one, too. I mean, that's, again, the pop head in me. I was just like, oh, shit, you did that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know, especially in the LP discography, which is so much about dropping hooks and playing with form and with with song structure and just always changing and evolving yeah. most of the songs to have that one. I mean, I think it's under three minutes. It gets in it's and it gets happy. out and just like... Punches you in the face. It feels like the type of like pop run the jewels song almost. Yeah, it's like a prelude to what they would be doing. Yeah. Almost. yeah. I also Did you even have any surprises? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I going into the Killer Mike discography was fairly was fairly uh, new for me. Uh, and so, therefore, I was excited to do into it. And as much as I love Ric Flair, also the God in the Buildings one and two, God were, those were just those were like, oh shit, you can real, you can fuck with this. Speaking of, I don't know if I can't remember if I said this on Mike. It was so difficult to find details about who did what on Killer Mike's discography, like who who the who samples were, who was singing the hooks, yeah. and that's on both of the God is in, God in the Buildings. I was like, who is singing? I want to know what else they've done. Yeah. Because the she sings it so <laughs> yeah. well. But also, for the record, some of these albums that we ranked today are hard to find. Because, uh, especially if you're like using music services, Pledge 3 uh, is not on there. Like, it's just there's a lot of mixtapes things, but it's very inconsistent. Even High Water by LP is not on there as well. Also, there's Grind 1 is not, is very, Grind 1 is very difficult to find. It is. I couldn't even find the full Grind 1 on YouTube. Yeah. Even like there were individual songs, especially towards the end, where I was like, "Oh, no one has uploaded this." Yeah, like, there's I, playlists on YouTube that come very close. It's like 19 songs, right? 20 out songs, of 24, though, but it's not all of them. You can go out and find all the songs, but yeah, yeah. find them all in one place. Yeah. So it was hard. So if you are friends at home or listening to and you're looking for some of these, some of these are going to be a little bit hard to find. Also, if you're a killer, worth Mike, finding. Oh yeah. Or LP. 
Get all your shit on it's, it's Spotify's on streaming. Fault. Yeah, it's Spotify's actually, fault. you know, I haven't Never. even not. I don't think that's. I true. I just I, I just want to blame Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Well, genuinely, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, honey. No, but genuinely, I mean this truly. LP, there were the versions of Fantastic Damage that previously were uploaded on Spotify were not him. What? Other what? people had uploaded it, and they really didn't do any sort of copyright check because, again, once the label dissolved, everyone owned their masters, and while he owned the masters for it, he never really felt compelled to. Wow. So people just put it uploaded on there, but he never got paid for them That's because, oh. you know, they were just kind of like bootleg jackass mm-hmm. versions. Now the ones that are on there are official, but still crazy. I have a better challenge, though. Killer Mike or LP, if by chance you're listening to this... You should make a intro theme song for season six of the Chartographers. Oh, please. <laughs> please reach out. You guys would shit. The Chartographers at gmail.com. Well, yeah, obviously we listen. would shit. Yeah. We would shit. But listen, I mean, <laughs> I'm verified on Twitter if that helps anything oh at all. Oh my god. <laughs> abusing this until it's taken it's away from me. Sufferable. It's sufferable. I literally want to contact Twitter and be like, I need Ban to him. take his checkmark away. For the love of God. Take For my sanity. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, deplatform him. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow, everyone. Thank you. Uh, but most importantly, uh, Sam, thank you so much for joining you. us on this crazy journey for ranking all of this and talking about it. It means so much. Thank you. I was super excited when you asked me. Yeah. Better than getting asked to prom. Oh, wow. yeah. I'd rather do dope and fuck hoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Taryn, thank yeah. you as always. I mean, he was the one who pushed for this crazy new format That's, for this finale. I was like, it's a great idea. If we're yeah. going to do Run the Jewels, let's do, do it. it. All. You know, and I think that's another thing too is I would have wanted to listen to much of this music anyway to be able to talk knowledgeably about Run the Jewels. I I always like to have context. Is context. Key. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why don't we just talk about it all? Yeah. yeah. And it felt idea. perfect for a finale. Yeah. yeah. And it's a hell of a finale. And y'all, season five, 60 artists. How, thank you so much. Holy calama fuck. I can't believe we did it. Uh, guess what, y'all? We're going to confirm right here. Season 6 is happening. More details on that when we do the third annual Charity Awards. But in the meantime, though, Taryn, Sam, thank you both for being here. And y'all, thank you for listening. And I would say just keep on listening because you know that we'll be. Grand a- time rap gang. Grand time rap gang. Bang, bang, bang. Have a good one, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, LP. <laughs> I'm gonna bang this Just shit get the, the fuck out. <laughs> you, you better turn the other way to record. Put a mirror on the goddamn screen. <laughs> Let's go, Nick. <laughs>